This is Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar on Mile High Sports. The almighty power of the chicha-chicha-chapa sister, brother, son, daughter, brother, y'all can call me papa, but my uncle prime got me out there with Colorado. <laughs> Not a lot of Bill Withers. I don't think that remix has ever been done before. No, no, that one's that one's uh, that one's good. But obviously, they changed uh, changed from a million. Add a little Uncle Prime, Dion Sanders at the ESPYS. Well, Dion is everywhere, and uh, the Buffs now find themselves uh, crossing over a bit with the Denver Broncos. So, who better to talk to than our friend from CBS News, Colorado, Justin Adams, Justin Adams TV on Twitter, of course, a former Buff tight end himself. But Justin, thanks for joining us uh, back here in the. Uh, the dry heat of Colorado as opposed to the moist heat of Louisiana. <laughs> you know what? I'll take that 100 times out of 100 times. I have a sweat like that in a long time. I mean, it felt like I was in a sauna the whole time, except the sauna had beignets, which were awesome. So that was the only difference. Yeah, that works. Because you know, you'll, you'll sweat it off anyway. So, you know, you can chow on a couple yeah. of those. It's not going to hurt. Just go oh, yeah. sweat it right out. You get out of the shower. Yeah. feels like you're still in the shower. It's all the same. <laughs> Literally. You have to take another shower after right. you just take a shower. Well, <laughs> over the last uh, couple days, it's kind of revealed that Russell Wilson went up to Folsom Field. Then welcome to the Deion Sanders effect. And had a workout with Shadur Sanders. And, uh, you know, it's not as if they necessarily were swapping tips or anything like that. Just kind of a workout to get to know you. Uh, I guess I was curious on your thoughts. Uh, I don't know if that does anything for Russell Wilson necessarily, except uh, maybe you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Hall of Famer Deion Sanders. But uh, for Shadur, what does it mean? What does it mean to see a little bit of uh, closeness between the Broncos and the Buffs, even if it's not a formal thing? It's been a while since we've seen any sort of connective tissue between the two, but it used to exist. Yeah, it used to exist all the time, especially when the Buffs were a lot better, just to call it what it is from there. But, I mean, when was the last time CU drafted a Colorado player? Mm. Just, just just throwing it out there. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has, and I would um, have to look it up. You could, and you could think of guys that they should have gotten, right, like Mason Crosby, for example. I know for sure that there was a scout who was for the Broncos who wanted Mason Crosby, and he wasn't selected, goes to Green Bay, and has a tremendous career from there. Um, you could think about Nate Solder, another guy that you could have picked up in the first round um, when he was um, in his senior year. There's just so many other different guys that, despite of what um, how how the poor how poor the program has been for the last couple of years, there has been really good players that have been there. So this would be an opportunity just to be able to bridge that gap. And oh, by the way, who's not saying that Russell Wilson doesn't need a little help from Deion Sanders too? Uh, a little coaching magic, especially with him going to the new year, right? Because he wasn't exactly throwing like an NFL quarterback. He was throwing like somebody who was playing college ball, to say the least, too. So it's always good to be able to look at somebody who has won a Super Bowl, who has already been there, done that, knows what it takes to be able to get his team back to the postseason. That's huge for Sidor Sanders to be able to see that. 2019, Juwan Winfrey, sixth-round selection, the wide receiver. And yeah, uh, that's, wow. yeah that is uh, the last time. And the funny thing is the gap. Uh, prior to that is very, very, very long. As a matter of fact, I'm scrolling through the Broncos draft history. I'll let you both know when I find it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's been that long? Been that long. A lot more Rams get selected. Colorado than Buffs, and Alabama. Although in wow. recent years, the Broncos have been a little more partial toward uh, Alabama well, players anyway. You, have, you would have to go all the way back to 1980 in the fifth round yeah, with Laval up. Short. Yep. Remember that. Oh, my God. Well, a guys, nose tackle. Nose this. tackle. Correct, Sandy. You're right. 
Well, when Fia was in their heyday, it was pretty much like the Pittsburgh Steelers was like taking yep. guys Steelers off the roster everybody. and it was right. going there. Everybody. Right. Charles Johnson, um, Cordell Stewart, obviously, uh, Chad Brown. I mean, it was like everybody who was a buff and was really good went to Pittsburgh. That's the way it felt like. Grabbed a couple Rams, too. And, Joey, Joey and Porter Rams. and Clark Hagan as yeah. well. Uh, both uh, mm-hmm. Clark Hagan's recently, unfortunately, just passed away. But, yeah, the, uh, it went that way as direction as well. I, I, we'll bounce around here a little bit. But uh, with or without Deion Sanders' help, what should we expect when we look at Russell Wilson in training camp starting in what? About 10 days. Yep. A different level of focus. Um, that's the number one thing that I'm expecting. Um, last year, it was all about, hey, look at this guy. And he was more so in the savior role, right? He was going to be the guy that was going to get the Broncos back to the postseason. Hey, he may even do what Peyton Manning just did, um, right? Come from one team. Take the you know the Broncos to you know two Super Bowls in four years and win a division every year. Like those were the expectations because last year was all about all the Broncos needed, despite not having anybody go to the Pro Bowl. All the Broncos needed was a quarterback, and that's a Super Bowl playoff contending team. This year he has something to prove. Not only because he wants to get his name back and get back on track with the way he's used to playing, but hey, this is a huge financial year for him. Even though he signed that big contract, the Broncos can move on. They could go and just In defer theory, the money, yes. you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the next two years. This is a really big season for him. And, oh, by the way, you wanted Sean Payton to be your head coach. Like, you went publicly. You wanted this guy to be your head coach. Well, guess what? He's here, and we need to see you produce. So we're going to see a quarterback who's going to be focused, who's going to play differently, who's already lost weight. Hopefully he'll get back on track like he used to do when he's up in Seattle because if not – then the Broncos could be looking at another quarterback next year. Interesting, too, that, of course, you may have wanted Sean Payton, but the very first thing Sean Payton indicated is all that stuff that you've been enjoying last year with all the, the folks around That's the building gone. and all your private co- gone. And Joe Lombardi said uh, during the mandatory minicamp, everything we're asking Russell Wilson to do is different, not just different right. from last year either, different from what he has ever been asked to do in his life and at age 34 there are questions as to how adaptable he can be and also about how adaptable he really wants to be he's always done things his way right right and sandy what's interesting in life is that no one ever grows through comfort you only grow through being uncomfortable and at 34 years old you still got a little speed in your legs but guys he was so out of shape last year and we should have called it out Early, As right? the when season it, went on, though, it, it, it became more obvious that he was out of shape. Right. Yeah, yeah, he terribly out of shape. I mean, it, it was funny. I was looking back at the Houston Texans game, and somebody had some cut-ups where they were making more fun about the crowd, counting down from 10 to 1 and everything. But in the fourth quarter, he had a pass to Tyree Cleveland that he just overthrew. And then in the same drive, he's stumbling over his feet. And I'm like, this is not a guy – who is, number one, a professional athlete, just call it what it is. But number two was one of the top ten quarterbacks coming into last season in the NFL. Now you look at him now and it's like, do you even consider him top 20? I mean, if we're being well, very I, honest, I do you don't, consider him that? I, I don't. And, you know, ESPN is ranking players position by position, and their top ten uh, among quarterbacks includes only two guys in their 30s, and their names are Rodgers and Stafford. Bingo. He's not so close to either one. 
not even close. So with that being said, guys, it's like, wait a minute. If you're not that guy and you are trying to tell everybody and let everybody know that you're that Hall of Fame quarterback and you, I won't say deserve the money, he got the money, whatever, and that's what the Broncos agreed upon, right? Right. But if you're going to be that starting quarterback with a chance to be able to take a franchise back to the postseason, then you better show up. Again, you wanted this head coach to be here. You wanted this. You wanted the change, right? So if you're going to go and get what you want, then you better go and produce. The situation that Sandy talked about, where they're, they're ranking uh, positions. Well, one Denver Broncos, surprisingly, we're not getting super excited about it. It wasn't Pat Sertan, number one, or Justin Simmons, uh, number three. It was in the also getting votes category. But the, one of the Broncos' breakdowns was on the offensive line. And today, Quinn Miners got one of the well, got a vote, which I know we're Among talking guards about. guards and centers. We're clearing a low bar. But nevertheless, since there really are no other Broncos named Simmons or Sertan that have been on the list anywhere thus far, that means something. If Javante Williams got Javante it. Williams got You're right. Javante Williams with, got with an honorable mention. And that matters given that he missed basically the, you know, got injured and missed the, the we'll find out how long he's out for this year. But if Miners is improving, uh, the Broncos, I think notably, I don't know necessarily what it means, but for a lot of the offseason, there was the presumption that Lloyd Cushenberry's job appeared to be in danger, that they might draft somebody. Cushenberry has been talked up by Peyton. The Broncos made no significant signings to, to move on or no draft picks, but they did spend big on McGlinchey. They did spend big on Powers. Uh, could this offensive line make a leap forward? If so, how quickly? Because we know it takes time for those guys to gel. And as a former tight end yourself, knowing that the Broncos don't have uh, blocking tight ends per se, in Dulcich and in Okawebenam, what are the other additions uh, when they brought in Troutman and Tomlinson mean for that drafting as well? Well, the number one thing is you're going to run the football. The, the number one way you can help out your quarterback is by running the football because usually when you hand off the ball to the running back, the quarterback doesn't get hit. That's the number one usually, thing. Usually, yes, yes. Well, something really usually, went sideways. Right? right. Bingo. So you want to establish that great running game. And then you have short passing, right? You go to a short, intermediate game. And we know that Russ loves to throw the ball deep. Guys, we talked about this last year, right? That sometimes he will overlook the short routes and just want to go with the, you know, jackpot ball, right? Go deep and go with the home run ball. But this year it's going to be different, right? You start to run the ball. Then you start to go short and intermediate, which means that generally your first progression will be there. Your first progression should be there. And then your second progression should be there, which would allow you to be able to get the ball out of your hand quickly so that you're not taking all those extra hits then you can be able to go with play-action passes and go deep um, from there. So those are different ways that you could be able to protect Russ. But also, guys, at the end of the day, it's this. He got sacked as many times as Justin Fields did last year, which is ridiculous. He got sacked in the <laughs> 70s. It is. That's just it crazy, is. right? That's it is. No reason that should be happening. So, Russ, you got to stop holding on to the football. you got to know where you need to go with the ball before the ball is snapped. And then from there, if all else fails, Run! And that's something he couldn't do last year because why? He was overweight and out of shape. He's skinnier now. He's in better shape. And I know it's 34-year-old legs. It's still better than having 33-year-old legs with 10 to 15 pounds extra on top of that. He should be fine this year. In comparing CU and the Broncos, and we did some of that last week, I think uh, Phil Steele in his uh, wonderful publication – referred to Colorado in his final summary as a program 
in the midst of a total rebuild. And I think that's right. I think it's right with the Broncos, too. Although maybe in the NFL, regardless of who you are, you can never really afford to say those two words. Total rebuild. Even rebuild is it's a, a word, word. rarely is. spoken uh, in an NFL context. I know the Broncos' biggest question mark is at quarterback, as you have outlined brilliantly. That isn't CU's biggest issue. And Sanders may not be the best quarterback in the Pac-12, but he, but he, he's, not he's the in the upper half, I, and he ain't the problem. No. It's right. pretty apparent. And if if you don't buy the premise on this, let me know. That the major question marks are on the lines for Colorado. Offensive line, yes. defensive line. Yes. How much, assuming the evaluations made by Steele and others are correct, he ranked out of the 12 teams in the Pac-12, Colorado 11th on the offensive line and 11th on the defensive line. So they aren't the worst, but collectively – they are. Uh, Stanford mm-hmm. finished 12th on the offensive line and 9th on the defensive line, and Arizona finished 7th on the offensive line and tied with Colorado uh, on the defensive line. How much do you think that could hinder Colorado's progress toward, let's say, six wins in 2023? And a bowl bit. It will in two different ways, guys. And let's start on offense, all right? So, number one, there's a reason why they went to the spread system. They went to this Kent State, spread the ball around, throw it around. This is what used to happen in the Big Ten when you had teams like Indiana, traditionally. You had all these teams who would spread out on offense because they didn't have the big guys up there. Right. So because you didn't right. have the Ohio States, the Michigan, even Michigan State-type lines, you right. just couldn't run the football you had to do something different because you didn't have the talent. Purdue did Purdue it. doesn't have the talent. Purdue did yeah, it. Purdue did it. Yeah. Same thing, right? If you don't have the talent up front, what do you do? You have to throw the football quickly. Now, what will actually hurt is that CU actually got some pretty good running backs. Like, they got some guys who can really run the ball well. If you don't have guys who can be able to open up those holes, though, then it's going to be a different story, and it would be very tough for you to be able to go and run the football. Um, CU does have a really good center. Um, he was – um, and I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head, but he was one of the uh, pro football focus uh, from the college version, considered him one of the best freshman centers in the game. There's a reason why he was a holdover from um, the exodus, you could say, with all the different transfers from CU. So they have that. So on offense, they will have to spread the ball a whole lot more, go from the outside in, use their speed just to try to get things going. And again, for Shador, Make sure you hit your first read and hit it early because you may not get the protection that you're looking for throughout the season. Defensively, guys, it's going to be an issue. Um, Deion said it several times himself that he likes to recruit from the outside in. He has Kermani McClain, you have Travis Hunter, you have all these guys on the outside. The secondary is going to look nice. Linebackers, they have some really good guys there too. They're going to look very good there as well. But when it gets yeah, they, I mean they have they down, have all league guys at those spots For sure. potentially but but we but when you talk about it's you need to get a stop and we're down by one possession in the fourth quarter and we got to get a stop so we get the ball back for a chance to win the game can you do it um when it's the other teams running their four minute offense right they have the lead and they're trying to bleed the clock can you 
can you stop them? Um, if it's third and one, third and three, can you stop somebody when they just want to run the football? Um, will they be able to dictate how the time of possession goes because you don't have guys who can stop them? Can you even get a team into a third down along situation so you can go and get those guys off the edge to get after the quarterback? All those different things will be something that will be looked at because, look, CU is going to have some very tough teams to play, especially when you talk about the first two teams you have in conference play with Bo Nix at Oregon, who was a guy who came over from Auburn, had a tremendous year last year with Oregon, and then obviously Caleb Williams. Anytime somebody's being compared to the best quarterback in the NFL, right. you better figure out a way how to go and get some pressure on that guy. OB, it won't be a long day, guys. <laughs> It'll be a very short day. Uh, they'll be trying to run that clock as fast as possible to end it because you'll be down by a whole lot of points if you can't get to the quarterback. Uh, Van, Van Wells, uh, the center that uh, I think you were thinking about there. Yeah, the Van Wells, there as a, really as good. Yeah, really, really good. The, uh, the, the bus obviously started, and there will be a, a tremendous amount of national attention. The first three games, all nationally televised. The uh, Is the reality starting to set in? I mean, originally, you know, even betting markets had talked about what are the, the buff chances of being in the top 25 or, or, or competing for the Pac-12 title. Is it finally getting a little more healthy now that some of the newness has worn off and people are realizing that you're bringing in a lot of talent together? You've, you've been on that field. You've worn that uniform. Yeah. Uh, it always takes time to gel a little bit, but this kind of turnover is nearly unprecedented, if not completely so in the manner in which it's done. So, I mean, how long do you think it takes these guys to gel? This season? season and a half or is there an opportunity to even get it done quicker than that i say once you see go to october you see a total different team just to be able to but the halfway see how they mark together case. okay halfway mark and yeah. i'll even say you know the stanford game i believe it's stanford and then you have well, that's um, a bye week and then you go get you know at, at ucla that's where you will really see okay here's the guys who are starters they're starting to come into their own and i always say this it's the difference between the nfl and college these guys are still trying to figure out their game and in many respects still figure out their bodies, like figure out what they can still do out there. Some guys don't have their grown man body yet. You know, like we all see from when somebody comes in as a freshman, then you come back two years later and you're like, wait a minute, what happened to this kid? He looks like a grown man. Some of these young men don't have that right now. Um, So it will take them some time to be able to mature. The biggest thing is this. As you are maturing as a team, can you be able to upset a couple of teams in the process to keep you on the path to get to a bowl game, right? Can you be able to upset Nebraska at home? And I get it. People will say, wow, that shouldn't be an upset. You're a nine-point underdog. That's an upset (laughs) if you're able to win that game, okay? When you're 1-11, any win is an upset, just about. Look. Just about. CSU is not an upset, but otherwise. No, no, no. Maybe Stanford won't be an upset. No, no, it won't be an upset. And you know what? There's, there, they have some games out there where they will have an opportunity to be able to get to six wins. But when you look at the right. schedule overall, guys, they got to get that six win before they have the last two games of the year. At Washington State oh, on a man. short week in November, which is terrible. Okay? It's the, oh, it's just a terrible place to play. And then you take on Utah at Utah. Yes. God bless you. Make sure you get six wins before then. And and Utah is, is going to be an upper echelon Pac-12 team. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, yeah, and they have along no with USC with and camaraderie. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt, they'll be really good teams. 
He is Justin Adams, CBS News Colorado. Make sure you give him a follow at Justin Adams TV because, uh, yeah, football season is just around the corner. It goes quick, and uh, we'll be sure to keep check with Justin as the season goes along as well. Uh, appreciate it. Happy Monday. We can have a happy Monday, right? Start of a good week. No, always a happy Monday, guys. You know, it's a beautiful day outside. It's hot as ever, so uh, make sure you have that air conditioning flowing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going outside right now. <laughs> have a good one, Justin. Thanks so much. Thanks, Justin. All right, guys. We blessed. Well, we took we took a look a little bit at that Broncos offensive line and the idea that they are going to run, uh, and this is may very well be a run first offense. Uh, what are going to be the challenges for Russell Wilson in, in that sort of setup? You know, we'll talk about that, knocking around a little bit because you're looking at a very different Broncos offense. We'll discuss it next on My Life Sports. Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar, presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app and start winning today at Superbook.com. Here's Sean and Sandy. Well, back when the Denver Broncos won Super Bowl 32 and 33, uh, they had a great quarterback in John Elway. Legendary, Hall of Famer, pretty good golfer, as it turns out. We saw again this weekend. It turns out that what he needed to win a championship was a top-tier running game. And not surprisingly, complimentary footballs ever since the sport was invented is always valuable. The idea that uh, even though you're seeing extraordinary passing numbers in the NFL right now, you still need to be able to do both. Even if you have uh, remarkable quarterbacks and remarkable offenses. Now, there are different ways to look at it. Sean Payton and Andy Reid have an overlap. They like throwing a lot of running back screens. It's kind of a, a, a extended well, remember run. remember last year, and I think these numbers are correct, 43 touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes. 31 went to running backs and tight ends. Right. Of course, Kelsey's a big part sure. of that. But without Hill, they were throwing the ball a lot more for scores to running backs mm-hmm. than they had before. They had to. There's no, <laughs> no choice in the matter. And I think 31 was the high water mark in the league for touchdown passes thrown to running backs slash Tight ends yeah. by Patrick Mahomes. So it wasn't bombs away in Kansas City. And I think the difference of the running back position now is that you need running backs to be able to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. And the days of the 20 carry per game back are over and yeah, done. You have sort of specialized weapons. I mean, now. you've got four guys out there now who are considered to various degrees to be burned out. At the age of 28, yeah. 27, 28. But you go through that, that, that chief side, of course, Kelsey had the 12. But Jarek McKinnon had nine touchdown catches. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had three. Right. Uh, Jody Fortson, their backup tight end, had two. Uh, yes. Noah Gray, their third mm-hmm. tight end, and Blake Bell, their fourth, each had a touchdown. I mean, they, they used a lot of weapons. As a matter of fact, uh, Mecole Hardman was their leading wide receiver in touchdowns. He had four. Right. They did not have a wide receiver catch five touchdown passes. Last year, this Juju is Kansas City We're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, it the the way that you can get this offense done is is, is very different. And of course, Mahomes, by the way, had five thousand two hundred fifty yards passing. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So 
the the, the running yeah, game becomes good. I'm sure it shocks important. you to find right. out he was number one among surprise, the surprise. But uh, rookie Isaiah Pacheco uh, had 830 yards rushing and five more rushing touchdowns. Yeah, averaging almost five yards a carry. In 4. fact, 9. wasn't he playing ahead of? Edwards he was playing. Yeah, he did. He did surpass Edwards Hilaire. And I, Edwards Hilaire is a guy I like. I do too, and uh, I like but, Pacheco a lot but, coming out of college too. In Kansas City. He may not be long for the Chiefs. No, only 302 uh, yards, but uh, three touchdowns. But still, when you talk about your, your top two running backs, the just the two alone, and, and Jarek McKinnon is the third, had almost as many yards as Edwards Hilaire. So I guess maybe but, we, we can count that. The other thing you got to point to, though, is their offensive line. This, I know yeah. that's where you're going but, I mean, with that. This team still you ran. look at, at Kansas City at center and the two guard <laughs> oh, yeah. spots, you're talking about Pro Bowl, but there's to this all presumption that talent. all that the Chiefs do to win is that, that, that it's arena football. It's, it's not. not. You you now Mahomes ran for 358 yards last year. It's not insignificant. It was second on the team, but the rest of the team ran for over 1500 yards. Now that they did it in pieces and parts with Pacheco and Edwards and Alaire and and McKinnon and a little bit of Ronald Jones and a, and a couple reverses here and there, but I mean, Michael Hardman had thirty one yards and and Sky Moore, their speedy rookie, had twenty four. Wasn't big right. numbers, but I mean, uh, with Pacheco and Edwards Alaire and McKinnon alone, you know, eight hundred thirty, three hundred two, uh, two hundred and ninety one. You know, let me do the quick math, but that's that's almost fourteen hundred yards. For their three running backs. The idea that they don't run is not true. They'll like every other team. Now, do they, do they do more passing to set up the run? Yes, but they definitely run the football. And for the Broncos, the whole let Russ cook concept was ill-fated from the beginning. And you know who knew that? Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. you got to yeah. run the football. Well, it, it, you know, Russell Wilson averaged almost exactly 30 pass attempts per game during his decade long mm-hmm. career Yep, in Seattle on a 30, pretty much right on the nose. And the idea was, well, here, I'll let him throw 34, 35 times. That'll Won't be much that better. be good? That'll be so much better for Russell Wilson because it's what Russell Wilson wants. And of course it was not, it was a lot worse for Russell Wilson. And even when he started running a little more at the end of the year, he got concussed doing that. Right. I I don't. It's think, not good for his. Health I don't think that Wilson to needs to that run much more or running. I think mean, run much. needs to be the the last resort. Go through your progressions, and I think you run. But I think I think honestly, look, you run and try to live to fight another day. Scoot down the sideline, get down, get your five yards, six yards, yes. you get a first down, great. Uh, but but you help the team more by remaining on the field. If, when you're, if you're having to run at the age of 34, don't be a hero unless the game is absolutely how, on the line. How many quarterbacks past the age of 35 are playing the way Jalen Hurts plays? No boy. The way the Lamar Jackson Very plays. Even the way Kyler gosh. Murray plays. Um, Josh Allen, for that yeah. matter. Josh Allen is 26 and all. Already showing a little bit so. of wear and tear. I think he is. I agree. Because I think of Buffalo's, I think Buffalo's championship window is closing fast, and and I think uh, obviously they're, they're running risk of injuries there. Look, that's and, Mahomes and, throws out of the pocket. Yep, Burrow throws out of the pocket. Rogers now is purely a pocket passer. He's lost most of his mobility. Herbert pocket passer, although he can move. Hurts uh, made himself into a pocket passer. 
Who are, the, who, are the, who are the top three in the history of the game in question. yards? Isn't it uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, yeah. Peyton Manning, all pocket, all pocket guys? Trevor Lawrence, po- uh, pocket, pocket guy. guy. Dak Prescott, pocket guy. Matthew Stafford, especially now at 35, pocket guy. And kind of funny, one of the very uh, quiet. The top 10 quarterbacks is rated by ESPN. And one of the quiet under the radar ones that didn't get uh, the, the credit, under, obviously understanding, but very quietly, Jared Goff had a pretty he solid did. season. And he got honorable mention. In the in the ESPN guy. survey of scouts, executives, coaches, players, uh, the people who know the game best. Now, except for it is everyone we mentioned, except for maybe Drew Brees, they're all taller than Russell Wilson's five eleven. Well, yeah, but Drew Brees is a pocket pass mm-hmm. under Sean Payton, pass. so it can be yes. done. And in this case, Wilson is going to have to. Uh, to me, that is the question. It is. It is honestly who is Russell Wilson. And this is a question that even even fans in Seattle and teammates in Seattle over the, over the years, even after he was traded, you had teammates like uh, Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman go after him. Like, who is Russell Wilson really? Is he the kind of guy that is going to look at Sean Payton? Sean Payton said, look, look what I did with Drew Brees. Look what I did with the Saints. Uh, guy kind of same. Look, we can make this work. Trust me on how to do this. Uh, we use two back systems. Hopefully, Javante Williams is back quickly. If he is, we have a Javante Williams, a Samaja Pirine. Both guys can pick pick up blitzes. Pirine, in particular, is outstanding at it. Both guys can catch out, catch out at the backfield. Both guys can do a little bit in different situations. Uh, we're going to need to feed them, and that's going to set up your deep shots down the field. There was this idea in Breeze's career, because of all the yards that he piled up, that he was just bombing away all oh, game long. No. Look at the running backs he had, and look at what they were doing and over Kamara? The- yeah. Sensational. So, As I mean, a receiver, they were they were using those guys. Wilson will still get, and then I think that's that's kind of the trick, right? Look at the yards that Patrick Holmes piled up. Look at the yards of Drew Brees there in his career. Slightly different, you know, years apart. How many of those yards went to running backs? Lots of it. They're not chewing you up deep down the field. The NFL has changed, and some of the yeah, give, give Vic Fangio some credit. Uh, they're putting yeah, a bu- he has a lot to do. They're with putting the a bubble on the top. You're going too put high. That bubble over the top. Yes, you're going too high. You're sitting there. You're just not. You are. You are basically playing uh, baseball's version of of no doubles. Yes, (laughs) no doubles, defense, and a late. You are playing way back on the warning track and make sure that nothing gets through you. That's the way NFL defenses are playing, and so the way to to play that is not to keep trying to punch holes in it. It's to take again, get some talented guys who can do stuff with the ball. Jerry Judy's of the world. Don't worry about throwing to Jerry Judy 25 yards down the field. Throw to Jerry Judy eight yards down the field and let him do his thing. The the feature of the Sean Payton offenses that I remember most from New Orleans is the yards after the catch. Yes. Guess who gets credit for all of those, by the way? The quarterback. It wasn't like the ball was traveling routinely 10, 15 yards in the air on pass plays. It was hitting guys on time, on target, and letting them run half the time behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, that that's the reality. And when you look at what Wilson has done, and it's been something over the course of his career, he is a very good deep passer. The stats have proved that he's a good deep passer. Not even going to dance he, around it. He was not last year. Though. He was not last year. But over the course of his career, he's been a, a better than average deep passer. Funny thing is he was last year, too. If you look at the pro football focus grades, think of it what you will, uh, behind the line of scrimmage, he was a 70.4. Zero to nine yards from the line of scrimmage, he was a sixty-eight point one. Ten to nine, he was down to ten to nineteen. He was down to sixty-two point eight. Twenty yards deep and more, eighty-four point nine. 
He's still a good deep passer. Now that's their grade. That's their grade. Right. That's their grade. It is. It is to a certain extent subjective. Absolutely, but it does indicate it, when it syncs with the eye test, and that is that Russell Wilson historically simply doesn't want to use those short distances. His, his well, he's, ne- to- he's never been a great intermediate passer. And the intermediate pass is tricky because it's a short pass. Intermediate is tricky because of the height. That's tricky because now you're running into some challenges, especially over the middle. It's a challenge. But how can he get better? How can the Broncos start to split this out and help Wilson do something that he hasn't ever done in his career? Well, Well, that's that's the question. You know, it's the old dog being taught new tricks. And. There, there is a question about his willingness to That's, do that. To my mind, that is and the question. I, I know Justin was very, very explicit in his criticisms of Wilson last year, but fairly optimistic that he'd turn it around. I'm not so convinced. I'm just not as convinced as most others are that he will go back to being in most respects, the quarterback he was up until probably the last two years in Seattle when there was a slight erosion, and then it was look out below last year, especially as the year went on. Um, and and to me, much too much is being made of his performance in the last two games. Those are garbage games that didn't mean anything to anybody, and they were stat games. They were games you could pile up stats against Kansas City and uh, Los Angeles Chargers already going to the playoffs. And the game to remember from last year is the Christmas Day game that came in the third to last week of the season, not right. not the last two games. And, you know, they, it, it, yes, they, they did some things better, but, you know, they, 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 were, they, they were a bad team after they fired Hackett. Right. As well as sure. being a bad team while he was the coach. They were bad. They were bad. Well, you know, it's Monday. Start your week off right because over at Superbook Sports, we're changing the game. Help your bets stay hot this summer at Superbook Sports, the most trusted name in sports gambling with a direct line to Las Vegas. And now, when you use that promo code Mile High, you score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. And that means win or lose, Superbook will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code Mile High. Download the Superbook Sports app, enter the promo code Mile High, and you get 250 bucks. Courtesy of Superbook Sports. It's just that easy. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Sandy, I have comparisons of the just the number of attempts. We'll just show you how many times that Russell Wilson, when you talk about he prefers the deep shot, we'll look at the top of the top. We'll look at Patrick Mahomes. Though, where they throw the ball, the difference is staggering. You will probably not believe how big the difference are. It surprised me. I'll share it next on My Life Sports. This is Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar on Mile High Sports. Welcome back to the show. We talked about the tremendous year that Patrick Mahomes had, of course, an, an all-timer. And you look at the way that the offense there is generated. We talked about how so many passes went to non-wide receivers, went to 
Uh, tight ends went to running backs and that they had a strong running game. Well, obviously, Andy Reid designs himself a pretty nice offense, and it helps when you have a, a talented player like Patrick Mahomes to pull it off. But this idea that they're throwing it all around, Sandy, Patrick Mahomes, by, let's just go by a percentage of passes. Because, you know, Russell Wilson missed some games and things like that. And this is, some of this has to do, of course, with the offensive scheme. I get that. I do. But when you look at the number of deep shots and you look at the number of, of the way the, the passes that, that these guys have played, the, the Broncos and Wilson and how much of it is it was Hackett or the system and Wilson is still up for debate. But to get an idea, for Patrick Mahomes, basically throwing deep routes. That's 20 or more yards down the field, right? And, and you, you see all the highlights with Mahomes, and you figure, oh, man, he's doing that all the time, right? Well, he's really not. Now, in Russell Wilson's case, Wilson last year threw the deep ball down the field 20 yards or more on 16% of his passes. You want to take a guess at the percentage of Mahomes? I'll tell you this less. You might be surprised at how much less. 16% of the attempts for, for Wilson. For Mahomes, 9.3. That does not surprise me. That is again, Tyreek Hill was not in Kansas I mean, we're City talking right. 16% or 60% roughly. That's it. The, the the Broncos and Wilson go deeper way more than Mahomes. Mahomes and company, when you're talking about the short and intermediate, if you're talking about passes that go from zero to nine yards, Mahomes makes that attempt 61.3% of the time. 43% of his passes are from zero to nine yards. What they've done is maximized Mahomes' ability by letting him make the right read and the right decision and then getting into the hands of other guys who then do the work. They're not placing the, the onus on Mahomes to throw a pinpoint pass down the field. They're giving him the opportunity to choose between a couple guys that might be open, deliver that strike, and then let them do what they do. Now, Nathaniel Hackett's offense looked nothing like that. Nathaniel Hackett's offense looked like, well, nothing. We saw it. But Sean Payton's offense is likely to look a lot more like what we saw in Kansas City given what he did with Drew Brees, who also was a guy that when you go look at his numbers and think, oh, we saw all these deep passes downfield. He really didn't throw that many deep passes downfield. That's not how it worked. What Russell Wilson, the, the, the perception at least, of Russell Wilson as sort of a mad bomber type, if that's what he wants to do really, his days in the NFL are numbered because that's not how the game's played anymore. He he does not have the arm he used to have. We saw that. And there's year. that. Not only is the style being at least limited by defenses who are willing to accept that offenses will probably score on you. We're going to limit your number of possessions. That's what the plan is. I'll always remember Mike Shanahan in the early 2000s uh, holding a conversation uh, with two or three of us, and we have been talking, or I had been anyway, in less than complimentary terms about Brian Greasy, who was their quarterback at the time. So it was around 2001, 2002, and Mike Shanahan said, let me ask you a question. Who are the best dinkers and dunkers in the NFL? 
I said, you tell me. And he said, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Yep, he's right. He was 100% right. And that was 20 years ago. Right. Again, think about 20, actually you, you actually watched years. a whole game by those guys. How many times were they really bombing it down the field? They don't because defenses have, have, have evolved to, and it is hard to defend. I'm not going to say it's easy to defend anymore. But defenses have just decided we are going to shut the door and not get beat over the top. So you can either bang your head against that brick wall and hope the yeah. brick wall goes down, or you can find a way around it. Smart teams have found a way around it. Smart quarterbacks have found a way around it. We don't know if Russell Wilson wants to find a way around it. But unless he wants to, this experiment is doomed from the start, Sandy. I agree with you completely. And we can argue about and we just his don't know. degree of willingness, but at the end of the day, we don't know. We don't know. And... The reticence to do it is why he's here and not still in Seattle. Earlier in the hour, Justin made made a good point about what what to look for in training camp from Russell Wilson. And, yes, he'll be carrying around about 15 fewer pounds from everything we've heard and from what we, I guess, saw from what, Little we could yeah, tell. Yeah, not yeah. that we were weighing him, no. but we could tell in the offseason a little, program little that he looked slimmer than he was certainly at the end of last year. And I understand he had some injuries that might have compromised. But he also his talked condition. about remember about packing on a little more muscle as he got older. Yeah, he talked about it. that wasn't muscle though. <laughs> it was just flab. It was it, it was extra weight. It was oh unneeded. I can I can coach him up on how to do that. Uh, I know how to know. do that. I, I was put on yeah, ten or fifteen. Pounds I resemble that really remark. Wanted. Yeah, I, I could do it. I could show you how to do that. But uh, you know, I don't get paid what they get paid. But look at these guys who are among the top quarterbacks in the league, and tell me who plays bombs away. Not 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 that any of these guys are incapable of throwing the deep ball. But you you've outlined Mahomes, Burrow, uh, even Josh Allen now, Aaron Rodgers more and more. Herbert Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Lawrence Prescott. I mean, who, who is who is throwing the ball? By the way, on ESPN this morning, I agree with Sal Palantonio, and I know Sal's been working out of Philadelphia for many years, mm-hmm. uh, but he's blunt and he's knowledgeable, and I'm I, I've always been a big fan. He said, "How did Jalen Hurts finish sixth? Isn't he top three? Don't you have to get him in there ahead of Allen?" I would. My top three would be Mahomes, Burrow, and Hurts. That would be my top three. I, I actually, I agree. That would be my three as well. Yes, but that that's beside And the actually, point. I'd have, I would. Uh, that's I, beside I, I realize it would be unpopular. I might have Herbert ahead of Allen. That's irrelevant, but. But, but you know, nowhere near even honorable mention status is Russell Wilson based on what he did last year. And, right and, and Justin was right in saying that at this time a year ago, it was just a question of whether you put Russell Wilson sixth or eighth or tenth or somewhere in between those places, but he was definitely one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. It was thought. Still, even if you accepted the idea that second half at 20 wasn't great and 21 he had an injury, the, the broken finger that even after he came back for a game or two affected him, um, maybe his stats were 
not quite as impressive due to that broken finger. But you get to a point where you play the way he does, and you've been hit a lot over the years, and he's hit a lot in Seattle. And there was a difference of opinion in Seattle, too, as to whether the sacks were his fault for holding the ball or the offensive line's fault for not protecting him sufficiently. He definitely blamed the offensive line, and the offensive line said, basically, as a collective, why don't you stop holding the ball as much as you do? Trying to play hero ball. Trying to play the, and, throw and the you deep ball. Cannot play hero ball in the NFL anymore. The defenses have adjusted. Yes. As absolutely. you pointed out, and at least conceptually, Vic Fangio deserves some credit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for that. There's no, no other a choice. A lot so. of people play Vic Fangio's defense. We'll find out. It's coming up very, very soon. As a matter of fact, Broncos training camp almost upon us. Uh, Russell Wilson's desire to not only uh, to, to play the way Sean Payton wants him to play, but to alter his game as he ages. That really is the question that centers the Denver more Broncos. More between the numbers than outside. And more between the ears than on the field, as a matter of fact. We'll talk about it more as it gets closer to training camp. Thanks to Danny Bailey for making everything work. Sounds good. Look good. Thanks to Justin Adams from CBS News Colorado. It went by. That flies when you're having fun, even on a Monday. Thanks to everyone who interacted and listened to us on air. Listen to us at MileHighSports.com and especially on the Mile High Sports app. Free and in your pocket. Easy, crystal clear whenever you want it. Plus... You get all the stuff, great coverage that we do on all the sports. Because um, unlike the New York Times, we have beat writers. We'll continue to check them out as well. We'll be back tomorrow for Santa Club. I'm Sean Drotar. Keep it tuned right here at My Life Sports. Show my